Hello and welcome to the Survivor's Guide to Life podcast. And today is episode 98, and our title is No Pain, No Gain. Uh, actually, K-N-O-W, No Pain, No Gain. We're going to start with a treat today. And without telling you much more, what you're going to see next is a visit with Peter at the gym. Believe it or not, I'm in a gym, but it's not the one I normally go to thanks to COVID-19. So we have a lady who's, who works with us. Anyway, uh, so she set up a gym in her home. And I've been going to it three times a week and actually learning how to work out the right way. I've been working out since I've been, oh God, 13. So I've been working out a long time, but really have a lot of injuries from competitive sports. And... Uh, I need, this is a healthier way, a better way of working out. But um, it also really has to do with my attitudes about there are certain kinds of pain that, isn't, that aren't bad pains. They're actually really good. And I call it healthy pain. I just, was, I just finished a workout with, her name is Colleen, and I was just joking with her about, I call her the torturer, <laughs> but she's not. She's fabulous. But what I mean is that I, I really... There's certain pain that we benefit from, and no matter how difficult things are, I actually see strengthening coming and, and a, a resilience that I wouldn't have otherwise. I like a certain kind of pain because I know it makes me healthy and resilient and helps me get rid of certain kinds of stress and distress in my life, and it's a form of self-care that I really have great respect for. There's always been an element of uh, pain that I've embraced in my life. It had to do with sports, it had to do with weightlifting, it has to do with competitive uh, horse riding and a rodeo like setting called cutting horse competition. Um, I like to race cars as well. I like the adrenaline rush, but one of the things that I find that's really beneficial in all of this, and it is a part, very strong part of my self-care, is that it helps me uh, stay resilient. I have other kinds of pain in my life too. My work is very painful, um, dealing with certain difficult, distressing situations in my personal life, very difficult. And I find that I, if I'm going to be there and really be responsive and empathic and good, I have to take care of myself too. But I also have a belief that there is such a thing as a healthy kind of pain. This kind of pain helps me get rid of a lot of the stress of distressing traumatic situations that I help other people with. I decided long ago not to run away from pain or traumatic or difficult situations. It doesn't mean they don't have effects though. It doesn't mean that uh, I haven't had to learn an awful lot through helping other people through their pain and distress. One of the things I find out, I found out is that I certainly take on their pain too, being an empathic type of person. Um, but I've, one of the things I've learned about, really, is it's very humbling. And it really brings me to a place of um, being more honest and authentic you know, in the way I live my life and find how important that is, even if that involves pain. But being humble, really, for a guy like me who has so much pride, has come very hard. And I feel that we, when I did, when I, as over, over the years, what I've discovered is that I have a deeper sense of connection with my fellow man. Suffering, pain, sickness, dying, death, it's all part of our lives. It's, one, it's not one that we talk about every, very often or even want to acknowledge. 
But what I find is, when I do run up against it now, and I'm involved in that an awful lot, and certainly in my personal life as well, you know, the first thing I would encourage people to do is not to run away. And for those that are caregivers of loved ones, those are, are professional caregivers, or first responders, all of those folks that are on the front lines of dealing with the very difficult conditions of life. Um, I certainly don't have to say this to, to uh, first responders but and paramedics, but to many others, don't run away. And I know a lot of people that have a tendency when they see difficulty to want to run the other way and avoid it. Don't. You'll never build the character and the strength and the understanding of life and discover your purpose by running away. And I know, unfortunately, a lot of people have done that. I think being in this COVID-19 crisis and locally in our lives, having so many major fires that have caused so much distress and, and for people, um, I think we're forced to face what I call extraordinary reality. And that is, we folks that are living on those front lines that are there to come alongside others that are struggling and suffering, we know what it's like to live through it and the, and the the value of it for ourselves. So I think this is a great example right now because everybody is dealing with an extraordinary reality. We're forced to it and into it. Um, this is a time when you find out what you've been running away from and uh, or what you've, the strengths you do have and the capabilities you do have to be more resilient, uh, to, to be able to shift gears. A lot of people have been living a way of life that was very secure they felt that they were really set and, and, and safe, and they discovered all of that disappeared and has been threatened, including physical health. And this one, COVID-19, it affects people in every way, but physical health certainly has been a great challenge, and it's a painful one. For the families that have lost loved ones through it, there's been too much of that. For others that have been very sick, um, and for many others who will live in such terrible fear that they're going to get sick. This is a different time. We are now in the midst of an extraordinary reality. Well, the thing to learn is that you can find your strength, you can find your resilience, and your capacities that you never would have discovered any other way. It has to come through the suffering and the struggle and the pain. That's what you wind up discovering, that you have such great capabilities you never would have faced otherwise. If you've been in the gym, if you've worked out, you probably have heard the phrase somewhere, no pain, no gain. Uh, about 10 years ago, Peter and I wrote a blog uh, that was a pun on that phrase. And at that time, our country was recovering from the Great Recession. And actually, for those of you who remember that year, there was a very devastating earthquake in Haiti uh, that had demolished many homes and many people died. We wrote a blog at that time and we titled it No Pain, No Gain, but it was K-N-O-W, to know, to learn, to understand pain and gain. I'd like to share that with you now and I'm going to actually read, read it to you. Um, I used to love reading to my son. Uh, we had many fun hours reading Curious George, Dr. Seuss, the Boxcar Children, uh, Hank the Cowdog, and uh, the Narnia books. So the, I know this isn't story time. This is a much more serious thing I'm going to read. But Peter and I do believe 
uh, very definitely that in hard times we can still have a happy ending. So we can all be reluctant to face the fact that life involves suffering and loss. We'd rather think about what we feel entitled to and hold on to those things. It is hard to accept that our lives may not go the way we want them to. Ultimately, we have difficulty accepting the fact that death will come for us all. I want to propose a somewhat radical rethinking of this outlook. This post is titled, No Pain, No Gain, because I believe that if we don't acknowledge our pain, we can miss out on all we stand to gain in life. If we don't accept the fact that pain, suffering, and struggle are inseparable part of our lives, we will be living in an illusion. Some people are more upfront with their entitlement attitudes, but in fact most of us cherish a secret belief that our lives should be filled with comfort and ease. Prosperity has turned our thinking around. Many of us have made this mistake and we've lost touch with our humanity and our humility as a result. And what we're finding out now is quite the opposite. We're not entitled to prosperity, and in contrast, many of us may experience unfair, undeserved, uncaring treatment uh, by banks and bill collectors. We may hear that we're not good because we don't have the money to pay for our rent or our mortgages. We may hear we're bad people, and this is a lie. But we still need to face the truth. Struggle, suffering, pain, difficulty, and hardship are all a big part of life. We don't like having to face this, but it's a fact. There's a second truth to face in all of this, just as important as the first. If we don't let ourselves experience pain, suffering, and struggle, we will also never experience real joy and happiness. One of the more difficult lessons I've ever learned is that the only way to know fulfillment and the deeper joy in life is by accepting suffering and pain. They go together. To know one, you must know the other. I believe our recent years of prosperity have caused us to lose our resilience. When you look at people who have lived with hardship for a long time, like the people of Haiti, who are suffering enormously now in ways that are hard to even fathom. What we hear is that they have resilience. They're strong people. In spite of overwhelming difficulties, they're rising to the challenge to deal with their tragedy and loss. Something about them is giving them the ability to cope. In spite of their hardships and the evil actions of some people in the wake of the devastation they're experiencing, there's so much goodness coming out so much caring, love, and understanding. These qualities are so important. We need to get our capacity for resilience back, and we will. But it will come through weathering the struggle and suffering of our current hard times. We'll learn to persevere. We'll learn to be patient. We'll learn to hang in there and develop our own stronger, deeper sense of character. This is an era we'll probably never forget. It's a life-changing era, and whatever comes after this will forever be affected by what we are going through right now. One thing I know for sure, 
we have the opportunity now to reshape our values in ways that will help our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. We can become better people, stronger, kinder, more patient, hopeful, and loving. So hang in there. These are most distressing times, but do the best you can one day at a time. Don't let the obstacles, the hurdles, condemnation, or any nonsense like that get in your way. Find another path. Keep going. Never, ever quit. Don't let discouragement, despair, or defeat be permanent. Get over it. Pull yourself together. Pull the pieces together. Get up. Get going. And learn from this experience. We're right there with you. We almost have this attitude of entitlement that we deserve the enjoyment and the play and the good times and the financial security and all of that, but it's all in avoidance of something very much, much more real. And um, one of our papers, we, did, we talk about that. Um, and we also talk about something else that I think, with, and we, one, one of our papers is called um, No Gain, No... No pain, no, pain, no, no gain, gain, but it's the K-N-O-W. Yeah. yeah. Now, the reason that's important, there's a number of reasons. One is when you cheat yourself out of learning how to deal with and going through pain and struggle and difficulties and facing the difficulties in life, you also cut yourself off from discovering the deeper senses of joy and fulfillment in your life, and you can't have one without the other. <clears throat> and out of our attitude of avoidance and entitlement, we've actually blocked a lot of that sense of fulfillment, that sense of um, meaning in our lives and purpose. It does involve pain and suffering. It does involve facing the true conditions of life. Mm -hmm. Facing our fears. Facing our fears. Um, you know, we have a friend that we've done a couple of interviews with, Rennie Mayfield, and he goes to the refugee camps in Afghanistan and Iraq and uh, all the other, God, in the Middle East, in Africa, and he spends an awful lot of time there. And what he sees the incredible horrors and tragedies that these folks have gone through. And um, you would expect him to tell you how depressing and how awful it is. And that's not what he sees. He sees a strength in these folks that they get back on their feet <coughs> and they develop a character of um, being able to survive these things and come out of it better than they were before. Well, interestingly, our paper talks about this. Our paper, mm -hmm. the one I'm talking about, No mm -hmm. Pain to Gain, talks about just that. Mm -hmm. um, that when you look at certain situations, you, could ex you would expect that it's just gonna be so crushing and um, it, they are painful, and I'm not minimizing that. And yet, out of it can come a deeper sense of understanding, a purpose of meaning, a connection with your fellow man that you wouldn't have any other way. Mm -hmm. And instead of vo avoiding, it creates this connection with um, our brotherhood, our fellowship of, of, with, our, with our humanity. And you know, I have, I see it all the time. I, 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 I don't take it for granted. But you know, the more difficult things that we deal with in life, and I'm dealing with plenty in my personal life with my wife and 
and some with my mom. It's amazing the people that are coming through my life that have been dealing with such difficult situations. Um, and they just come out of nowhere. And yet they move me to the extreme because they're so human and they're filled with heartbreak and tragedy. And yet I see a strength emerge from these people. And yet here they are coming into my life out of nowhere. You know, I, that is my spirit. I do see that spiritually. And I go, this is God's way, all right. And these people have a deeper sense of empathy for me. And um, I need it. But what I'm really interested in, why is it so, it's so sincere and real? Because they're drawing from their own pain, their own experiences. And instead of indulging in the superficialities and the money and the pension plans and the security and everything else, they're drawing upon something <coughs> so much more meaningful. The Survivor's Guide to Life is made possible through a grant from Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment, a 501c3 public charity that relies entirely on donations from people like you. And we hope that uh, what we brought you, to you today, what you've heard, has been of great benefit and that you'll consider donating to Sonoma Coast Trauma Treatment at sctraumatreatment.org. Uh, we, the Survivor's Guide to Life, are on Facebook and Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel. We're on all the podcast outlets, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, any feedback, any questions, please get in touch through one of those channels and let us know. Like us, share us. Uh, also, uh, you can get in touch with me. I'm Jenny at BernsteinInstitute.com. Uh, we are at 707-781-3335. And we have this wonderful little booklet that Steve created with some principles uh, that Peter has used and uh, created through the years for how to make the best of times in hard times. I'll be glad to send you a copy. So thank you for listening.